We are back for another round of <laughs> podcasting. I probably should check how many people listen to this. This might just be for us to really. <laughs> well, the last time we checked, the numbers were pretty good, weren't they? But yeah, we haven't yeah. checked for a while. <laughs> yeah. See if we still have our American cohorts joining yeah. us. Um, so, Matt, this Sunday, we're going to be considering the need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. This is a basic type series, you know, following Jesus in 2021. But is this really a basics topic? Because, you know, from my limited knowledge in it, this is anything but simple or basic. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I think you're right in a way. I could definitely see why you asked the question. Um, I suppose I'd say that something can be basic to the Christian life. In other words, a very important topic, but not necessarily basic as in easy to grasp or agree on. So, yeah. Uh, best other example i can think of is the bible's teaching on the trinity you know that's got to be one of the most basic doctrines of all in terms of what's important yeah but it's certainly not basic as in easy to grasp in every detail so i'm i'm not saying that the debates around the work of the holy spirit are as important as the, doc- as the doctrine of the trinity by the way but knowing what the bible says about the holy spirit's saving work and the ongoing work of the holy spirit in our lives is certainly very important so the bible's teaching on the work of the Holy Spirit is, is a basic ingredient of a healthy Christian life, mm. even even if all the details of the various debates aren't easy to get our heads around, which is one of the reasons we're doing this pre-podcast mm. to try and cover some of this ground. So I don't have to try and cover it in a 20-minute talk this this Sunday. Yeah, because I suppose with lots of different things, you can say, oh, just, yeah, just do that. It's easy. But, mm. you know, someone say, oh, just build a foundation. Simple. No problem. <laughs> yeah. But, like, yeah. that's hard work. So yeah. in the same way, you know, one person can say, oh, yeah, be filled with the Spirit, and which is what we're about to touch on here. Mm. Two people can say the same thing and mean something very different. Mm. So what are the main differences amongst Christians on this topic then? Yeah. Uh, well, I, I thought that was one of the things that might be helpful to cover in this podcast because even just the people in the bridge listening to this are probably going to have a range of different understandings. Yeah. So I'm inevitably going to be simplifying. So someone listening is going to say, well, you didn't say this. You missed that bit. Yeah, I know. I'm going to do my best to generalize, though, in the time we've got. But um, a significant difference amongst Christians of different traditions is over the issue of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So whether the baptism of the Holy Spirit or in the Holy Spirit or with the Holy Spirit, is that the same thing as being filled with the Spirit or not? Um, And does it happen to all Christians and when and how is it experienced? So that's where a lot of the differences comes in. Baptism of the Holy Spirit versus being filled with the Holy Spirit. Is it a one-off experience or is it an ongoing thing, a regular thing? Mm. So um, I'll try and sum up as best I can. So, some Christians, for example, Pentecostal brothers and sisters. That's pretty key there, isn't it? Brothers and sisters. Definitely. And that's yeah. one of the things I want to try and emphasize today and on Sunday that um, – as with other things, we looked at like the, the millennium. You know, Chris, Christians who love their Bible can think differently on these things. Yeah. But there's still a lot of key things we can agree on and, and need to agree on. Yeah. But so Pentecostal brothers and sisters, some charismatic Christians believe that the baptism of the Holy Spirit is a separate event, a separate experience of the Holy Spirit than when someone comes to faith. So um, they would say that someone comes to faith by the work of the Holy Spirit but the baptism of the Holy Spirit is something separate that happens usually later on. Okay. So by that thinking of, of a lot of Pentecostal Christians and some charismatic Christians, someone might become a believer in Jesus and a follower of Jesus. 
and then receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit some time later, maybe even years later. So by that thinking, the baptism of the Spirit is a separate experience and, a, and a, to use an old, older-fashioned phrase, a second blessing that Christians should seek. Now, often Christians who hold that view will also hold that the baptism of the Spirit will be accompanied by the gift of tongues or some other miraculous sign gift. They don't all believe that, but that's often the case. So that's what some Christians would believe on baptism of the Holy Spirit. Okay, so a uh, brief summary. Hmm. Uh, some slash, uh, yeah, let's say some Pentecostals slash Charismatics, their view of the Holy Spirit is that um, it's a baptism of the Spirit that comes secondly after we've become Christians. It's something that we should be actively seeking mm-hmm. and that uh, wondrous, miraculous signs accompany it. Is that right? Basically, yeah. So, again, it's, it's oversimplifying, but there's 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 two types of Christians. They're, they're all Christians, but you've got Christians who've been baptized in the Spirit and Christians who haven't. Yeah. Um, um, so it's like, maybe this is just my nature, countless trees have died on books you know yeah. on these topics so if you get annoyed by a 25 minute podcast with us two not covering everything very well go and see some of those dead trees and read about it yeah <laughs> and there's and there's definitely yeah come and chat to me because there's come and chat to us that there's books we could point come you chat to. to you not, not, <laughs> not us come and chat yeah come chat to us and we can point you to different books i'm sure but but yeah that that summary is basically it that's a good summary of what i've said so far though for nuance i would want to say just to stress what you said, mm. many Pentecostals, not necessarily all, and some Charismatics. Mm. And those, those things are both labels anyway, but, you know, that that a lot of people in those those Christian traditions would believe those things, but not necessarily all. And then what you've got is other Christians of other traditions, whether Charismatic or not, mm. who believe that the baptism in the Holy Spirit is different from being filled with the Holy Spirit Um and that's, that the baptism of the Spirit is something that happens to every Christian without exception at their conversion. So a lot of Pentecostals and Charismatics would say, no, it's not about coming to faith. It's something that happens separately. Mm. But then other Christians would say, no, baptism of the Holy Spirit is what happens at the point you're converted, that you come to faith. Um, it might be an obvious and powerful experience or it might not, mm. but it's a reality that happens right at the outset of the Christian life. So that's a... A simple-ish, hopefully, map of the terrain. And as you've already touched on, it's really important. I, I'd want to say it again. Really important to say that these differences are amongst Christians who love Jesus. They love his word. They want to know the work of the Holy Spirit in their lives. And that we need to really be clear on that. Too often, I think what we can do is we can caricature Christians who have different views to us. Mm. So we might say that um, some Christians have been over the top or they're not studying their Bibles properly and they've been dry and dusty. But Christians who are passionately in love with Jesus, Christians who are knowing the ongoing work of the Holy Spirit will have differences on how to interpret the details of Scripture on this subject of baptism versus filling with the Holy Spirit. Mm. It's interesting even whenever whenever I became a Christian or maybe just following that, whenever I hear, you know, calls to repentance it's not often i hear you know the holy spirit mentioned so maybe that's just Mm. like a gap in how we talk about that like the spirit comes it's just a wee side thought maybe we need to think about that it's a significant thing though i think you know thinking of friends and family who are in pentecostal charismatic churches i think they're quite often when the gospels proclaimed you will hear that that uh, you know receive the holy spirit yeah um and maybe it's something we should be thinking about more, that acknowledging when we're proclaiming the gospel, this is a work of Father, Son, and, and Spirit. Spirit. They're yeah. all at work, and we need to be biblically balanced in saying that. So um, 
wary on this subject. <laughs> so are you saying that being baptized with the Spirit is different to being filled with the Holy Spirit? Yes, okay. that's my understanding of Scripture. Um, I will say up front, before I start trying to unpack it a bit more, it wasn't always my understanding. I remember writing an essay years ago when on my theological training course about Pentecost and the baptism of the Holy Spirit and being filled with the Spirit. And I actually came down then on the side of baptism of the Spirit being a separate experience, like mm. many Pentecostals and Charismatics would believe. That was partly because of the influence upon me of uh, Dr. Martin Lloyd-Jones, who you may have uh, heard of. And now what's interesting about him was he certainly wouldn't um, have taken the label Pentecostal or Charismatic, but he definitely did believe in a separate baptism of the Holy Spirit for mm. people who are Christians. But I have to say that I've since become convinced of the other side of the argument, that the baptism of the Holy Spirit is what happened at Pentecost to the church. Mm. As in fulfillment of Joel's prophecy, the church came into a new covenant experience of the Holy Spirit. Um, but then I would also say that the new, that new covenant experience of the Holy Spirit is what happens, what a person experiences today when they are brought to faith by the Holy Spirit. So the baptism of the Holy Spirit is what happens to all Christians, all Christians, at the start of the Christian life, when the Holy Spirit brings a person to Christ and brings them into the new covenant family of the church. So I think that's what Paul's talking about. I think it's quite clear. It's what he's talking about when he says to the Corinthians, this is 1 Corinthians 12, verses 12 to 13. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body through many, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. And here, here we go. Is the important words for our purposes right now. For in one spirit we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and all were made to drink of the one spirit. So he, he appears there to be talking about all Christians and how all Christians have been baptized um, in one spirit. So what I would also hold in common with most people who take that view is that being filled with the Spirit is a very important thing, but not the same thing as being baptized with the Holy Spirit. The baptism happens once at the start of the Christian life, whereas being filled with the Holy Spirit isn't automatic and therefore it's commanded. And here's where we're going on Sunday. Um, Ephesians 5 verse 18, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Uh, so that's where I do. all Christians can agree. There is, there is more of the work of the Holy Spirit in us to be sought. It's what you call that experience. And I would say that that's what the Bible's talking about when it speaks of being filled with the Holy Spirit. So we see the church in Acts being baptized with the Spirit at Pentecost, as prophesied by Joel. John, uh, and John the Baptist. And John the Baptist, uh, as promised by Jesus. Yeah. But then we read again and again, as Acts goes on, that people were filled with the Holy Spirit. You can read through Acts and you will see that time and time again. And as I mentioned, Paul commands the Ephesians to be filled with the Holy Spirit, even though he seems to be making clear in 1 Corinthians, those same Christians have already been baptized with the Holy Spirit. They received the Spirit when they came to faith. So I think we are baptized into the Christian life when we are saved by the Holy Spirit, but we are to seek to be filled with the Holy Spirit, changed by him, influenced by him, walk in step with him throughout our Christian lives. So we increasing, you know, his power and his assurance and his fruit in our, in our lives. Yeah, I suppose because before sermon, we ask, you know, for the spirit to fill the preacher and to, to open our ears. So I think yeah. it's one of those things where you hear that language, but I'm, I maybe haven't thought about it that deeply before. Mm -hmm. But I suppose that almost begs the question, 
how much of this is a difference in theology and how much is it just a difference in terminology? <laughs> I think it's a really good question to ask whenever you've got theological debates going on amongst Christians. You know, yeah. Are we actually agreeing on an awful lot of stuff here and we're just using different terminology or is there something substantial going on? I think it's a bit of both. It's a bit complicated. You know, these these uh, conversations have been going on for for many many years. It's a bit complicated, but it's a bit of both. So, when you have conversations about this, it does highlight theological differences, mm. uh, and and our views on these things often tend to impact on other areas of our understanding of scripture. Um, I do think, for example, that sometimes sometimes people who hold to spirit baptism as a separate experience can see Christians as two quite distinct tiers. You've got two like grades of Christian almost. You've got the common, Christ, yeah. common garden Christians and you've got spirit baptized Christians. <laughs> so that's one potential problem, if you like. At the same time, sometimes believers who are convinced that we are baptized in the spirit at conversion can be complacent about the ongoing work and experience of the spirit in people's lives as if we don't need the Holy Spirit anymore. So there can be theological issues with either view. So it can be a theological difference. On the other hand, sometimes Christians in different camps are talking past each other when actually they're agreeing on so much. So, you know, I've, I've been one of the people in this con conversation in the mm -hmm. past. One Christian might say, you need, to be, you need to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And the other Christian is saying, no, I don't. I've been baptized in the Holy Spirit. And what they don't realize is how much they're actually agreeing on. They would agree on the following things, for example. They would agree that they have only come to faith because the Holy Spirit's at work within them. They would agree that the Holy Spirit lives in them since conversion. They, they'd both agree that. Mm. Um, they would agree that there is more of the Holy Spirit's work to be experienced in terms of growing in holiness, power in witness, use of the gifts, joy, assurance. Um, they will often both agree, that they might differ on the details, that they want more of the work of the Holy Spirit in their lives even if they're disagreeing on the timing and the ter terminology. So I do think the differences are significant, but they certainly aren't gospel undermining issues and they don't need to be fellowship breaking issues. And often we Christians, when we debate these things, we, we don't realize how much we're actually agreeing on. Mm. And you mentioned their spiritual gifts. So yeah. how, how connected are they to this whole discussion? Uh, right. Well, they're, they're definitely connected, uh, as, as you might know, and our listeners might know. They're also it's also a distinct issue, though, because um, and maybe we need to do a podcast on this on another occasion. Mm. I'll just say for now, that the, the issue of which gifts of the Holy Spirit are still present in the church today, mm. whether it's all of them or just some of them, it is connected to this whole topic, but it's different because people on the same sides of the spirit baptism conversation yeah. might have different views on spiritual gifts so for example uh john stott and wayne grudem yeah uh john stott's gone to glory wayne grudem's uh still very much with us and ministering to us they would agree on baptism of the holy spirit they would say that happens to someone when they come to faith in christ yeah but they would disagree on gifts of the spirit so john stott um i believe i'm right saying felt that certain miraculous sign gifts like tongues prophecy mm. uh, have ceased in the church wayne grudem definitely wouldn't believe that um, so you can be in the same place on ba spirit baptism, different place on gifts and vice versa. Yeah. That's why it can get so complicated. Suffice it to say that I know many devoted and I would say spirit filled hmm. Christ followers who think very, very differently on the gifts of the spirit. Personally, 
I believe that all the gifts of the Holy Spirit are present in the church today, and that they can be experienced in the life of the church. I would add to that, though, that they are given by the Holy Spirit and they're regulated in their use by the Holy Spirit himself. He inspired the scriptures, and those scriptures tell us how the gifts are to be used for God's glory and building up the church. They can't be used just any old way. There's a certain way they should be used, and you can read more about that in 1 Corinthians. So, again, quite a long answer to say the issue of spiritual gift is connected with this issue of spirit baptism, but it's not exactly the same issue. I feel like spiritual gifts as well, there's so much baggage with that word in that mm. um, I don't I don't often think about hospitality as a spiritual gift or yeah. a spirit-empowered gift. Like I want one of the um, sex, no, I shouldn't say sexy, like sexier <laughs> spiritual gifts. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I can't believe you just said that. Yeah, no, I can't believe it either. <laughs> we know what he meant. I know yeah, what he meant. But like the, the more showy, like yeah, uh, yeah. tongues, uh, prophecy, et cetera, mm. um, which is, which is part of like the murkiness of those waters. That's why we're a bit, yeah. yeah. I, I tell you what, though, I think with, with that, use that example of gift of hospitality. Yeah. I think that's some, somewhere where Christians on both sides of the gifts debate we all need to be much more careful because we, whatever we think about the so-called miraculous gifts, we tend to rank the gifts, don't we? There's the, there's the really fancy ones; they're impressive. If you're a good Christian, you get those. Like. Yeah, and then you've got you know you've got hospitality and administration, like who was. But without those things, you just haven't got church in any meaningful way. Yeah, hospitality is such an important. And we can all we must all do hospitality, but some people have really got a gift in it, and doesn't the church need that? So we need to say all these gifts are from the Holy Spirit. Mm. And um, that all the ones that we, we believe in our existence in the church today, they're all important. We can all agree on that. It would be interesting if we celebrated, you know, those less showy, I've changed mm. the word, you know, <laughs> celebrating someone's hospitality gift in church, you know. Yeah. It would, it would just be an interesting environment. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, yeah. But yeah, okay. So. That brings us around to how much does it, <laughs> this is an interesting question, how much does it matter if we differ on this? Um, I'll try and give a really short answer to that. I think I can give a short answer to that. Yeah. How much does it matter if we differ on this? Not hugely, as long as we agree on certain basic truths about the Holy Spirit, who he is and what he does. If we can agree on those basics, it doesn't matter hugely. Okay. Um, and... Okay, what are the things that all Christians can or should agree on? <laughs> yeah, that's the million-dollar question, isn't it? I thought, thought maybe I'd get away with that. Um, yeah. I think the things that all Christians can and should agree on when it comes to the, the Holy Spirit and this particular subject of his work in our lives, the following things. First of all, that God is three in one. We, we worship and serve one God who is three divine persons and the Holy Spirit is one of those. So the Holy Spirit is a person. He's a he, he's not an it. Mm. He's not just some impersonal force. So that's the first thing. You know, he can be grieved. He guides us. He speaks to us. We, we can interact with him. Um, so he is a person, a divine person. That's one thing I think we should, we must all agree on. Uh, another thing is that it's the Holy Spirit who brings us to faith and it's the Holy Spirit who comes to dwell in us when we believe. And I think, all Christians, the different camps can and should agree on that, that we have faith by the Holy Spirit and he lives in us once we've come to faith. Um, I think the other things we, we should agree on, we can agree on, are that we, we need him, the Holy Spirit, desperately in our ongoing Christian lives. We need him to bring holiness, fruit of the Spirit, 
giftedness, assurance, power to witness, mm. strength against sin. We, surely we can all agree on that, that we need him, not just when we came to faith, but we need him now. Mm. And we can agree that we should keep on asking for more. Here's a really key thing, and I want to try and say this Sunday, even if people disagree with me, maybe on the terminology and how we interpret <laughs> the different Bible verses, what we can all agree surely is that we should keep on asking for more of the Holy Spirit's influence and direction in our lives. But um, God willing, more about that on Sunday. Okay. Well, you're setting yourself up there for <laughs> yeah. Sunday. Good One luck. way or the other, yeah. Um, great. I'm sure, well, yeah, I'm, I'm sure we've stopped really getting questions. I feel pretty confident that we'll be getting some questions yeah. next week. <laughs> well, I hope so. Well, I think I hope so. No, I do. I hope yeah. so. Uh, it'd be great if we got loads, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would be. Um, so there you go. There's your double header. All done. Good job if you listen to both. <laughs> yeah well it's a, it's a privilege to do it and looking forward to being with people on sunday and then following up on the same topic yeah see y'all soon cheers